Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live and local one week from today, seven days away from the big midterm election. We're in the final stretch. It's going to be a wild week for sure, especially in Pennsylvania, especially in Philadelphia. So I'll give you the schedule. It's really a an all-star political schedule for sure. And then with the Phillies delayed yesterday. So now Philadelphia Phillies preparing for tonight. Tomorrow, Wednesday, then Thursday, as we look at baseball. So Thursday night, it'll be a double treat for all the sports fans, right? For all of us. Eagles, Phils on Thursday. And then that tees us up for a big weekend. Who will be in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia for the weekend? We've got a former president, Obama. President Biden will be here. They're bringing out the big guns. And then... Yes, former President Donald J. Trump will be in Pennsylvania this weekend. So we've got it all covered for you where they will be, where you can see them. And following all that action and road closures and traffic jams and the whole thing. But I'll begin with the latest as far as Philadelphia and Halloween night. I hope you had a great Halloween night. I love hearing about everybody's, you know, candy, bringing in the candy loot bringing in, you know, the kids and all the pictures. For me, you know, the boys are they're kind of too cool to trick-or-treat because they're, you know, teenage boys and had, you know, sports and class later. So we went to this awesome Mexican restaurant, had a great meal, and they were all, you know, the restaurant was all decked out. It was a lot of fun. But that was kind of the way that we celebrated. We just said, let's go out to eat, have some great food, some dessert, and talked about Halloween days of past. It looks to me like the number one costume for little kids, toddlers, and this includes Stacia, my beautiful stepdaughter, Stacia. She dressed up little Timmy as Elmo. I'll have to ask her if I can tweet out that picture. And also Greg Stalker had said little Dylan, two and a half years young, uh, he is well dressed up as Elmo. And I saw so many little little boys dressed up as Elmo. So I thought that was pretty adorable. And I'm glad for Sesame Place as well. Maybe it'll keep them alive. But as we look at the difference and we talk about equity, you know, for for so many of us, it was a great night. It was a family night. It was walking the kids through the neighborhood, chatting with neighbors, maybe at the end of the night, looking through the candy loot. But for so many in Philadelphia and big cities across the country, for example, it was a violent night. And you look at in Philadelphia, for example, three more people died. I mean, that's what their Halloween was like. It was a deadly weekend or deadly night, I should say. And that's just from Monday afternoon. 
So one of the headlines, three dead, five injured in the hospital right now. And that's just since school let out yesterday afternoon. Think about that. What a violent Halloween night across the city of Philadelphia. So eight people shot and three of those victims have since died. So one of the victims, uh, one situation that happened six o'clock at night. So this is right before sunset, Carroll Street near Elmwood Avenue, southwest Philadelphia, 47-year-old man, by all accounts, a good Samaritan. And he was cleaning outside the home, helping out, we're told, helping out maybe an elderly person as well, when somebody shot him in the chest. We don't know, was this some kind of a robbery attempt? We don't have all the details on that one, but we don't have any arrests. And we don't have any more from detectives, as they are still investigating that one. There was another shooting that took place in the same neighborhood two hours earlier. And police say that one stemmed from a dispute over a car crash. So we've heard this more and more where there's a maybe a road rage incident or maybe there is a fender bender or car crash. But this one was Dickens Ave near South 64th Street. That happened at 4 o'clock in broad daylight. And during the argument, a 36-year-old man was shot six times, six times, taken to the hospital in critical condition. Now, in that one, police say they did arrest two guys and recovered two weapons from the scene. Then there was a triple shooting. I hate to go on and on, but there was a triple shooting just after sunset, and that was West Ontario Street. This was North Philadelphia. In that case, a 27-year-old man was shot multiple times and rushed to the hospital where, where the doctors could not save his life. 27 years young, our Anthony Dorenzo's age. You think about his whole life was ahead of him. And a 26-year-old man was listed in extremely critical condition after he was shot five times. Another one, a 22-year-old woman, was also shot five times. She's in critical condition this morning. No arrests have been made. And that's just, you know, think about that. That's just since about 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon. That's Halloween in Philadelphia. It's a, a tragedy. And if we really want to think about why particular people in, let's say, urban areas, not just in Philadelphia, but across the country, feel really uh, maybe feeling um, disin- disin- a disincentive, disincentivized, in other words, to get out and vote. Think about one week from today, Democrats coming saying, oh, vote for me, vote for us. And I think of so many city, res- city residents saying, well, what have you done for me? What are you going to do for me? Crime in the city is certainly the number one or number two issue. It's certainly top two. And then you think about the economy. So you go to the grocery store and you're going to get eggs or you're going to get milk or you're going to, you're going to fuel up the vehicle if you have a vehicle. And then you're also worried about the vehicle, whether or not it's going to be carjacked. And that's just in the city of Philadelphia. So I want to take you around the nation. I was looking at, you know, at headlines around the region. If you think it's bad here, look at what happened in, for example, Chicago and the crime there with so many other, you know, shootings and killings across the nation. And so for a lot of people, you know, Halloween is this sort of make believe, oh, it's a spooky night and the witches and the ghouls. But for so many in cities, the fear and the monsters, if you will, are the criminals who are very real here and also have a traumatic event of effect on all of us. 
So I, I just want you to think about that as we as we move forward, as we talk about the election, we always have to put it into context for sure. And um, there was also a three-alarm fire devastating a home at Upper Darby. I was looking at different fires. We have had this time of year those warnings from fire officials who say, remember, check your smoke detectors. And remember, as you're cranking up the heating system, whether it's HVAC, etc., make sure that you're checking for, first of all, maybe that it doesn't have any, any kickback or any carbon monoxide type issues, but also the fire issues. We see that this time of year. We won't see it, thank goodness, this week, because I was looking across the nation, warmer weather this week, for whatever reason, first week of November on this 1st of November, we're unusually warm. So 69 degrees today and warming up into the 70s with a lot of bright sunshine throughout the week for sure. So we'll take you through it. I just wanted to set that perspective as we think about it. And I had told you on Sunday night, you know, the nightclub, that horrible nightclub shooting that happened right there in Spring Garden, a nightclub in, in North Philadelphia. We talked a lot about that. And we'll talk about, of course, What's going on with the election? Moving forward in the 11 a.m. hour, my great husband, uh, Larry Menti, is going to join us. Nobody lives and breathes elections, the polls, all the latest more than than Larry. And as you know, Emmy Award winning television news, radio host. Um, and, you know, I don't know. In my, I guess I'm biased. I'll admit the bias for sure. Let's talk about what happened last night. We were out to dinner. Um, I was out to dinner with the boys, great Mexican restaurant, and we said, oh, Phil's are going to get underway. Hopefully they have a monitor. And my youngest, who's the sports fanatic, says, nope, no sports tonight. He's teasing us, you know. What are you talking about, no sports? It's game three, World Series, dude. He says, nope, there's no sports. No, I don't know what you're talking about. He had realized they had just canceled the game right about an, uh, right about an hour before game time. So you had Citizens Bank Park, and I'll go to a, a – report in just a moment from Fox 29 News, but picture this, thousands of people on the roadway, so some people you know, still making their way, or maybe they're just finalizing their dinner plans and saying, oh, we got to get the check, we got to go, we got to get down to South Philadelphia, but you had at least 12, 13,000 people, we're told, who were in and around the stadium complex when the whole thing gets canceled. It was really disappointing. So listen in. Here's a report from Fox 29 News on all the Phillies fans reacting to the delay of Game 3. The Phillies PA announcer Dan Baker delivering the news soggy Phils fans didn't want to hear. Game 3 postponed until tomorrow night. It's very disappointing to me, but it was so exciting here with all the atmosphere. I can't wait to come back tomorrow. Well, it is a bit disappointing because my first postseason Phillies game and only for it to get postponed, but I will be back tomorrow. The series now pushed back one day. Games 3, 4, and 5, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday here at the bank. A travel day Friday, then games 6 and 7 back in Houston, Saturday and Sunday if necessary. We go to school in Virginia, yeah. so we were already missing class for this, but we both have jobs that like we can't miss. You could do another night, right? Yeah, we will. If you had tickets for tonight, they'll be honored tomorrow, but no refunds. And if you parked at a Phillies-owned lot, 
Bring your receipt tomorrow and you'll be admitted into the same lot. But all that money spent on two hours of open concessions, food and lots of beer? Well, you won't be getting any of that back. This place is going to go crazy no matter if it's rain or shine. So there are a couple booze because of the rain, but there's nothing you can do. So Just bring the hat tomorrow night. That's right. I'm going to try. I'm going to bring it. So for rain-soaked fans, it's back tomorrow night. Same place, same time. It's going to be even better tomorrow. We know Houston cheated the weather report, and that's what happened tonight. <laughs> this, wait, this is my favorite one here, John. Yes. Are we going to stay? Yeah, I mean, that's it. Whatever it takes. I'll, I'll lose my family, I'll lose my job, whatever it takes for the Phillies to win. <laughs> whatever it takes. Before we get to you, Anthony, because I know you were down at the ballpark, I just want to mention that First Lady Jill Biden will be, um, you know, doing her own maybe pitch. The final pitch is get it before, you know, the big midterm one week from today. But she'll be she'll be in the World Series. Well, she'll be attending game four against Houston, the Houston Astros at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. So the first lady representing, of course, the Biden administration's cancer moonshot. So she's going to join the players, umpires, the coaches and fans in Major League Baseball's annual game four tradition of honoring those affected by cancer as part of the league's support and partnership with Stand Up to Cancer. So that is, um, so she won't be there tonight, apparently. There were some people who thought she'd be there tonight, but it's actually game four that First Lady Jill Biden will be there tomorrow evening. We'll see if anybody's cheering as they were at an Eagles game. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Brandon, and some booze and that sort of thing. I think much less likely that she'll see that kind of reaction at a Phillies game as opposed to an Eagles game. But you were down there last night. What was the atmosphere? Because you heard the announcement live, right, Anthony? Yeah, I mean, I was sitting right out front when they uh, when they announced it. And, I mean, people were upset. Uh, a lot of people kept coming up to us asking us if it was definitely canceled, uh, things like that. And, I mean, people were amped up, though. Obviously, it was our first home World Series game in, in 13 years. So people were really amped up. And uh, I... <laughs> obviously I think there was a little bit of uh, sadness and, and I think people were just wondering why did they not come to this conclusion and all day it said a hundred percent chance of rain over the stadium around seven to eight o'clock so if they didn't want to deal with uh you know inclement weather they should have I think called it a little bit earlier it wasn't necessarily but, fair to the fans but Anthony tell us what the so you were there and you and Dan Borowski right you were doing you were you know doing a report for the station yeah, yeah. So tell us what it was like, because you, were you guys reporting during the Rich Zioli show? Yeah, we called into Rich a couple times, uh, and we just checked in with the atmosphere, let them know. Uh, it seemed like they were going to play. There was a tarp out on the field, and that's usually a sign that they want to play. They don't want the field to get too wet, but they realized by the time they take off the tarp that it wasn't going to be uh, you know, ideal conditions. And uh, I guess they want ideal conditions with the World Series. So set the scene for us. How many people were in the stands at that point? There were 18,000 fans in the stadium already. So, I mean, a lot of people were there. And obviously, on top of that, way more people in their car and also more people just in the surrounding parking lot areas. So it was a mess getting out of there. And uh, I know a lot of people probably would have rather not dealt with that with uh, waking up for work today. But, uh, you know. But, but Anthony, specifically, set the scene for me. when. So when you guys had to leave... How long did it take to get out of the... St I want details here. 
Give me we the juicy details. In, we were probably in traffic for about 25 minutes just trying to turn right out of uh, the live casino area. Well, that's not so bad. It wasn't terrible, but it was worse uh, for the people getting on the turnpike. It was a longer longer line over there. But I did see the Phillies, anyone that parked in a Phillies lot last night, you will get free parking tonight as long as you have your receipt, present your receipt to them, and they'll give you free parking in any of the Phillies lots. So what was the reaction? Were people booing? Were people There upset? were some boos, but I think most people were kind of, it seemed like most people were kind of nonchalant about it. A lot, I guess people had a few drinks in them by then, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody was too angry. It, it seemed pretty peaceful leaving, so. And probably felt like, uh, we would have sat here and gotten drenched. Yeah, exactly. So for somebody who, I mean. There weren't I'm... enough rain jackets either. Not enough, I don't think people uh, <laughs> thought about it too much before heading down. So unfortunately, if for some people, if you had plans or you can't make it down tonight, there are no refunds, but it's nice to know they'll just transfer it right over. So I will say weather-wise, it's a much better night tonight, 69 degrees, and the rain holds off, partly cloudy, and then the rest of the week looks gorgeous. Dawn Show's going to continue. We have so much more for you and some real treats, including a chicken man. What's up with this guy that has gone viral because he says, hey, you want to see me eat this? It's bizarre. That's still ahead. And what's going on with Giant Company? The grocer having to pay up big bucks. Why? Because they favored United States citizenship? It's a strange story. It struck me as so odd when I saw this, but it's a true story getting a lot of reaction, viral reaction, that is, to the Pennsylvania-based grocer, so I'm learning new details on what's up with Giant Company and why they're having to pay out. And yes, it's Department of Justice, DOJ, going after the grocer during such tough times. All of that plus plus so much more just ahead here on the Dawn Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow me, too. Did you hear me? Sorry, my microphone, I think, is off. Um, follow me, too, on Twitter at Dawn Stensland. At Larry Menti, my husband, will be coming on at the top of the hour, so we'll talk about all things political, whether it's Pennsylvania, Biden blaming the oil companies, as, of course, home heating costs are going up amid an energy crisis. Okay, have you heard about this? I tweeted it out. You can follow me on Twitter. Um, there's a release from the Department of Justice. I found this this morning. Giant, 
in other words, the grocery store, Pennsylvania-based, has now been ordered because why? Well, Biden's uh, Department of Justice went after Giant and ordered Giant to pay a civil penalty to the United States, accusing Giant of discriminating against a non-U.S. citizen worker while she was applying for a job with the company. So the Department of Justice, and this came out yesterday, Halloween Day, they also say they they reached a settlement deal with Giant Company, which is, yes, Pennsylvania-based grocery store, but it's also across the region, right? What what DOJ also says about Giant is that they, quote-unquote, favored U.S.-born citizens, in other words, Americans who were born here, that that they were favored. And I guess that's bad? I want to hear from you on this issue. I I tweeted this out this morning when I found it. I said, this is bizarre to me. And I I did a hashtag upside down land. It it just seems like, gee, I you know, I think it's pretty nice if you can hire people, you know, who who have who are, you know, citizens. Isn't that great? But no, they're accused of discrimination. So let me go through this. So they're saying that this this woman complained and basically she complained and filed a federal complaint and a, a you know said her her civil rights as a non US citizen her her civil rights were violated why because ultimately they asked for a green card that that's what so they thought they were doing the right thing because they didn't want to get in trouble for not you know following the proper procedures asked for a green card and she complained and said, I don't have to show you a green card. So the the statement from the Assistant Attorney General of the Department of Justice Civil Rights Division dun, dun, says employers cannot discriminate against employees because of their citizenship, immigration status, or national origin when in the process of verifying their permission to work. The Justice Department will continue to ensure that workers do not face unlawful discrimination when proving their permission to work in the United States. Can you believe this? I mean, you know, for crying out loud, it's 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 a tough time. We're still in pandemic recovery. This is a major employer. I think they employ some, I don't know, 35,000 people, if I'm not mistaken. So according to the Department of Justice, a non-U.S. citizen, this this woman, was trying to get permission to work at Giant. And it, the Giant, the person, you know, after she filled out, I guess, her application, they said that they, um, whatever, whatever documentation she was showing, they felt was not the valid documentation. They wanted to see a green card. And so they said, we need the, the green card. We need the, the proper documentation from you. So instead of the woman, I don't know, complying and just trying to get the correct documentation or the better documentation, what does she do? Well, I'm going to go file a violation <laughs> notice with the uh, Department of Justice. I, the department then conducts an investigation and I, I'm just wondering, you know, and I'll ask you, how much do you think this investigation costs and how much time passed 
you know, with with everything going on, with all the fraud and uh, think about it happening in, in America, they go after a company that's a major employer and that's providing groceries to Americans and particularly to people in our region, right? So they say, they said, well, our departmental investigation showed the giant routinely required specific documents. Shame on you, giant, for asking for specific documents from people who are not U.S. citizens who were applying for a job. So giant required lawful permanent residents to show permanent residence cards, commonly known as green cards, even if the new hire had some other types of documentation. So Department of Justice states that Giant did not let the new hire work, even though she had a different kind of documentation, which I guess turns out that it's valid, that it was okay. But Giant is accused of allowing U.S. citizens to choose from multiple acceptable document types, you know, like a birth certificate, social security card, driver's license, things of that nature. So Giant is now ordered to pay a civil penalty to the United States because, and also Giant now has to conduct anti-discrimination training for all staff and revise its employment policies, and it'll be monitored You know, so we, the taxpayers who've paid for this investigation, who I guarantee you cost more than 11 grand, which is what Giant had to pay. And now the the DOJ, which should be, I think, looking into other things, is now going to monitor Giant. And by the way, the employee who faced this alleged discrimination will also be provided with back pay that she did not earn because she didn't work. But Giant has to pay her $18,000. And this is what I'm calling crazy time. And so is it really discrimination or is it that whoever is doing the hiring, perhaps there's there are other forms of ID that maybe they didn't realize and they felt like, hey, I have to be thorough in my hiring practices. And is it really true that they were, quote unquote, favoring, favoring American-born legal United States citizens? Or were they just saying, well, geez, yeah, if you're if you're born here and you're from here, you've got your driver's license, you've got, uh, let's say, a Social Security card, maybe you have a valid passport, you've got your, your original birth certificate. So there are a lot of other options. And that makes sense to me. So could that be it? Is it really discrimination? Is that really what's going on here? 855-839-1210 is the number to call. So let's go to Tony in Bucks County. Hey, Tony, what do you think about this? Hey, Tony. Don't have Tony. All right, let's get to Bill in Morgantown. Hey, Bill. Hey, Dawn, how are you? Good, thanks for calling. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to say to you, I thoroughly enjoyed every day that I listened to you uh, alongside Rich Zioli and uh, and since day one on your own. So keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I'm, I'm an employer and, um, <clears throat> you know, used to filling out these uh, I-9 forms, Department of Immigration Naturalization. And yeah, it's one of those things where as you know, you're, you're kind of like the little guy because this is a government form and you want to make sure you get it right. 
I can understand why they would be like, hey, we want to make sure we cross all our T's, dot all our I's, get all these forms involved. It, it wasn't like they didn't hire her. She She's an employee. Um, you know, I don't. I think there's something bigger going on there, whether it's uh, just that the government wants to throw its weight around. Uh, the DOJ is doing that in other areas as well. Um, but it certainly doesn't seem to follow. And I, I almost think that their lawyers would be able to get to, uh, you know, to go back against this. Yeah, it probably, my guess, honestly, is that they said they, they, to a, to a major corporation, they're looking at $11,000. And they're thinking the lawyers, if they fight it, the lawyers are probably going to cost what? A third of a million dollars? And so that's where the federal government has you. Because you got, you got the federal government, which is using tax dollar money. So it's unlimited. It's not their money, right? It's our money. And so they can drag it out in court. So I suspect that Giant said, meh, okay, let, let's pay, you know, we'll get slapped with an $11,000 fine. We'll say that we're going to do some, some, uh, redoctor, you know, whatever, some, some retraining. And we'll just take it because it's cheaper than having to fight this thing in court. So the the, yeah. the lawyers always win, as Zioli says. No, it's very that's very true. But you know, now the principle of the thing is yeah. the DOJ won, and yeah. now you know, and, and to your point, now they've got to wear a uh, you know a bracelet on their leg because they're going to be uh, monitored. <laughs> yeah. And um, it, this kind of stuff, uh, we got to stand up against these types of things because that's uh, to me that's that's wrong. It's almost like they're discriminating against a, a law-abiding uh, company and what they're trying to do. Yeah, I agree with you. I just I saw that and I thought, this is crazy time in America. Bill, thank you so much. Let's get to Joe in Buckingham. Hey, Joe. Hi, Don. Uh, perhaps to build on what this uh, caller just said, because I totally agree with everything he said as an employer, uh, this is precedent-setting in as much as other employers now uh, will either yield, uh, as Giant has, and therefore you're just perpetuating uh, a practice that's not in sync with our laws. So my take is, why doesn't this get taken up with the representatives of Giant in the United States mm-hmm. Congress, uh, whether it be uh, Brian Fitzpatrick or wherever the location of the Giant uh, is, and this should be an oversight uh, concern. Uh, DOJ and Justice uh, has oversight committees, and uh, this is one that, you know, is broad. Uh, and if this precedent is allowed, then we're going to have U.S. citizens uh, further diminished in terms of their status in employment. Yes. So I believe even though they yielded and, and paid the fine, if this is allowed to stand and no one takes this up and uh, create oversight for this, investigate it and oversight it, then this is simply going to be further diminishing of U.S. citizenship. Yeah, Joe, I agree with you. Let's get to Ray. 855-839-1210 is the number to call. Ray, what do you think? You're in Warminster. You're in Bucks County. I am in Bucks County. So here's the thing. It just seems like you can't do anything to uh, as an American anymore. You can't be you can't be pro America. You can't be anything anymore in the eyes of some of these people. And to think, you know, you got the DOJ. I mean, these people are are obviously weaponized. I mean, you know what's scary? Wasn't Merrick Garland at one time thought of to be a Supreme Court justice? Can yes. you imagine? Can you imagine that nightmare? And here's the other thing. You know, I'm in corporate America. 
Right. I have to take continuing ed classes on occasion, and I'm I'm in IT, right? I don't do anything legally or anything like that. I mean, um, but let's just say five, four or five years ago, there was a different rule. And the, and at that time, what, what um, Giant did would have been acceptable. And now it changed. Well, were they aware of that, number one? Were, was that information given to them? I mean, and, and was that information cascaded to their employees on how to handle uh, employment applications? But here's the thing. They didn't, seem, they didn't do anything nefariously. They didn't try to, to like, uh, interfere with this person's livelihood. And for our country, to American uh, businesses and citizens, it's disgusting. It's it's absolutely disgusting. Just I, I thank God that this guy is not a Supreme Court justice, and hopefully one day he won't be ahead of the DOJ anymore. Well, Ray, thank you. I appreciate you. I just want to I want you to think about something else. Think about all the big corporations that are leaving places, you know, like Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, across the country, leaving California. Where are they headed? Maybe to Texas or Florida. Why is that? Why do these big corporations? Why do they want to be based? have their headquarters elsewhere. And I've told you over time about different corporations and that they've changed their home base. Why is that? Think about what happens when DOJ goes after a major employer in this region. Let's say it's in Texas or Florida. And let's say the the, uh, attorneys general from those Republican states, let's say, file an, an action. They form a coalition with maybe other attorneys general from across the country, and they file some kind of a brief on the national level to appeal to the the feds, the DOJ at that federal level, to say essentially this is not right. In other words, don't don't do this, don't penalize our local employers or our regional employers, and they they have the power to do that, right? I want to remind you of something that I reported to you over the past couple of days. Because our Attorney General, Josh Shapiro, who wants to be the next governor of Pennsylvania, and and by all accounts, as of right now, if the election were held today instead of a week from today, by all accounts, it looks like, according to the polls this minute, that Josh Shapiro will be the next governor of Pennsylvania. So let's think about what Josh Shapiro and other attorneys general that he joined in a coalition uh, repeatedly over the past couple of years, what did they, what were they fighting for? What was so important to them? And they were releasing news releases of these federal um, fellow Democrats who are attorneys general across the nation. What were they forming a coalition about? Remember, I told you, you heard the 14-year-old girl. We talked about this a lot. They formed a coalition across the nation, attorneys general, talking about it's a making sure that the feds hold accountable everybody and make it a Title IX issue when it comes to trans kids being able to change in locker rooms with the gender identity they identify with. Locker rooms, girls' bathrooms, and these are for kids, middle school children, as well as high school and moving forward. So when you think about the focus, what's the focus of a state or the leaders within that, that state and what kind of power do they have and what, co- what coalitions do they form? To me, this is all interconnected as to why we're seeing so many 
major corporations, major employers who want to be based in places that are more, you know, um, friendly to employers and will, in fact, fight for those those places that provide jobs and that are business friendly. You know, my first caller was Bill. He talked about the fact that it's a big pain to fill out those I-9 forms, the federal forms, the local forms, cutting through all the bureaucracy, making sure every I is dotted, and that this DOJ action, and they're releasing a news release about it. So why are they doing that? They're doing it to make sure that everybody hears about this to say, rut row, if you're a little guy, you better watch out because we're coming after you next. We went after Giant. Look at Giant just, they stood right in line and did what we told them and they got a fine. So that's what's happening. And that's why we also are seeing this migration. And that's why elections and leadership matters for sure. It's all important. When we talk about business, when we talk about family, think about the family vehicle. It's such a great time to get you and your family ready for the fall holiday season, the upcoming holidays, winter time. You got to be ready. My friends from the Piazza Auto Group, they've served the automotive needs of our region, the Delaware Valley, for nearly 60 years. So this is a great family, the Piazza family. And they certainly have grown over the years. They're going to help you find the right vehicle, no matter if you're leasing, financing, or purchasing a new or certified pre-owned model with 14 brands, including Honda, Acura, Mazda, Hyundai, Volkswagen, 25 area locations. They're sure to have a dealership near you. Just visit them online, piazzaautogroup.com, P-I-A-Z-Z-A, piazzaautogroup.com. Tell them Dawn sent you. We have breaking news and a lot of reaction to what's happening with the Supreme Court of the United States of America, SCOTUS. Some angry reactions, some supporters. So Chief Justice John Roberts has put a temporary hold on the handover of former President Donald Trump's tax returns to a congressional committee. So Chief Justice Roberts, this order gives the Supreme Court some time to weigh the legal issues in Trump's emergency appeal to the high court that was just filed yesterday. So without any court intervention, the tax returns could have been provided as early as this week, as early as maybe Thursday morning by the Treasury Department to the Democrat, uh, you know, to the Democratic controlled House Ways and Means Committee. Now think about... You know, think about all of the political ramifications just in this one little case. And that is that, let's say this gets put off, you know, Pat, until, I don't know, sometime next January. And you think about the midterm election coming up, the House is expected to flip, right? So the House of Representatives is expected to flip to red Republican, which then what would that committee look like? if this were put off, and would it be to the advantage of DJT? So Roberts uh, gave the committee until November 10th to respond, all right? So the Chief Justice handles emergency appeals from the nation's capital where the fight over Trump's taxes has been going on, as you know, since 2019. Now, lower courts have ruled that this committee has broad authority to obtain tax returns and rejected Trump's claims that it was overstepping. 
So this is getting some real reaction, as as you can imagine. Um, I'm seeing some lawmakers saying these records should have been turned over to Congress long ago. Now the Supreme Court steps in to give Trump cover right before the election. Hashtag smells fishy. So that was uh, CNBC had, uh, you know, some different lawmakers, different representatives and folks. And then let's see who else says Chief Justice John Roberts. Hashtag SCOTUS puts a temporary hold on the release of Trump's tax returns. Tired of some U.S. uh, Supreme Court justices putting political agendas and alliances over their oath and duty with little emojis that are crying or, you know, have a frowny face. So that's just, you know, some of the reaction. I would say this. Yeah, you know, I could see where people think that this looks political because why? Um, Roberts has put this off till the 10th of November you know, the, I think the Trump attorneys, whoever those attorneys are, they did a good job because they knew that usually with an emergency request like this, it's only a week. They're only putting it off a week, but it's a critical week. So they waited until the last minute to make the request yesterday. And now, yes, indeed, it looks political, does it not? I mean, you can tell me, uh, you know, 855-839-1210, but it does look, it has the appearance because of the timing, you know. I'd have to look back at the history of this and see in these kinds of cases, do they usually say, well, we'll give it a week? Is that normal? I don't have the answer. But clearly the attorneys knew that they they had they could get at least a week out of this, which is why they waited to file it until yesterday. So if Trump you know, can persuade the nation's highest court to intervene in this case, think about it, as I was saying, he could potentially delay a final decision until the start of the next Congress. And as I said, that would be in January if Republicans recapture control of the House, which they are expected to, if you believe the polls in this upcoming midterm election, then eh, they could drop the records request. But will they? I, I have no idea. I don't have a crystal ball. I would say it's more likely. But this temporary delay imposed by Roberts is the third such order issued by justices in recent days in cases related to Trump. So the court separately is weighing Senator Lindsey Graham's emergency appeal to avoid having to testify before a Georgia grand jury that's also investigating potential illegal interference by Trump as well as his allies amid the 2020 election in that state. And that's another key state that we've been watching. Also before the court is an emergency appeal from Arizona Republican Party chair, that's Kelly Ward, to prevent the handover of phone records to the House committee investigating the January 6th, 2021 riots at the U.S. Capitol. So a lot in the hands of SCOTUS, right, the United States Supreme Court justices. And also I had a note to myself, the House Ways and Means panel and its chairman, Democrat Richard Neal of Massachusetts, had first requested Trump's tax returns back in 2019 as part of an an investigation back then into the IRS's audit program and tax law compliance by the former president. So a federal law says the IRS shall furnish the returns of any taxpayer to a handful of top lawmakers. So all of this swirling about as we think about the Supreme Court 
in session right now. And of course, it has gone viral and you know, social media going crazy over this. So it's it's one of, one of those other stories that I'm watching for you and keeping a close eye on. And remember that after President uh, Joe Biden took office, the committee had renewed a request seeking Trump's tax returns. And again, many people, including Trump, had said this was a big witch hunt, right? But they had wanted some additional info between 2015 and 2020. The White House took the position that the request was a valid one and that the Treasury Department had no choice but to comply. And Trump then attempted to halt that handover in court, just giving you some of the background. And remember, it was the district attorney, Cyrus Vance Jr., who was who is not there anymore, but that he was the Manhattan D.A. that had gone after Trump. He had obtained copies of Trump's personal and business tax records as part of a criminal investigation. And that case, too, went all the way up to the Supreme Court, which then rejected Trump's argument that he had broad immunity as president. So Trump most re- I know okay, I have to sort it out for you because it's kind of a tangled mess. But Trump had most recently sought the justices intervention in this legal dispute stemming from the search of his Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida. That was just in August. And the, the court had rejected that appeal. So certain, certainly a, a flurry of appeals, as it were. I'll mention to you that former President Trump is heading back to Pennsylvania. This, I believe, will be the third time this year just days ahead of the all-important November midterms. So nobody knows the importance of this election to him personally more than Trump, right? Um, So his Save America PAC said that he will be heading to Latrobe, Pennsylvania, November 5th, stumping for his GOP endorsees in the state. And that includes Senate hopeful Dr. Mehmet Oz, as well as gubernatorial nominee and state senator Republican Doug Mastriano. So Trump will be here, I believe. I don't know if he'll be fundraising for them. He usually does a little fundraising for them, but certainly stumping for them. And he usually is quite a draw. And the weekend weather should be lovely and warm. So the weather will certainly be friendly for a big Trump rally. And also, I should mention, of course, and we'll talk more about this moving forward, that we have President um, President Joe Biden will be here in Philadelphia as well as former President Barack Obama. So they will be coming this way, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia region, as they stump for the Democrats as well. So um, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who has not been shy to appear, for example, with President Joe Biden, clearly loves Joe Biden, wants to appear with him. And the question has been, will our Attorney General, Democrat Josh Shapiro, will he appear with President Joe Biden, I suspect, you know, he'll be happier to be with um, perhaps former President Barack Obama, who still is much more popular, I think, than the current president. But we'll see. We'll see how this all shakes out. It's There's so much politics in play, but I always want to weave these stories together for you. So you think about the ramifications of the midterms. And yes, certainly you can say, well, Trump endorsed Oz, he endorsed Mastriano, but there's a there's a lot personally at stake as well. So a lot looming in the days ahead as we count down to these huge midterm elections just one week from today. All right, just ahead, my husband, Larry Menti, will talk all things political. He'll tell us the latest on the, uh, as far as 
Joe Biden, and then we'll move down from the national scene to the local scene, what it all means, some great perspective and analysis from the one and only, my better half, Larry Menti. It's all ahead right here on The Dawn Show. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.